0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of Grow Your Path to Wellness. Last week, if you missed it, we hosted Dara Hoffman Fox. I always wanna say Dara for some reason, so sorry. Dara Hoffman Fox. And we talked all about how we can increase awareness and inclusivity for transgender and non-binary folks. And this week we welcome our guest Morgan Bennett and we'll be covering kind of the intersection and just the impact and kind of of a few different things today, but traumatic brain injuries, anxiety, and trauma. So thank you so much um, for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: All right. Welcome, everyone. Uh, Before we get started and have Morgan introduce herself, I did want to take a moment to acknowledge it is the hallmark calendar holiday of Mother's Day And, you know, we wouldn't be great mental health professionals and advocates if we didn't acknowledge how difficult and beautiful and celebrated this holiday can be. So the range of emotions for this holiday, the reminders, the memories that come up on your social media, we see you, we understand um, that range of emotions and what that can look like. And whatever you're feeling today, it's totally valid. Your grief Your love, your connection, you know, your trauma, all those things. So did want to take a moment to mention that because I think it's important. Okay, Morgan, welcome. Thank you. you I'm so excited. Me
1: too. Oh, I am over the moon about
2: this. Morgan's been texting me like all week and she's like, I'm so excited. I can't wait to share. Like, I have so many things to tell you. So, obviously, I know a lot about you just because I know you more. But can you tell our listeners, like, who are you? How did you get to this role? Why, you know, what do you do now? And why are you so passionate about this topic today?
1: Yeah. Um, So, I am Morgan Bennett. I am 27 years old. Um, When I was 21 years old, Um, I was in an accident, um, not your typical car accident where there was a collision, but I actually did come out of a moving vehicle, um, and I hit my head on, um, the frame of the car and then I ended up on the road. So I did have a brain hemorrhage and I did break my skull. Um, I don't have much memory of it at all, so I don't even really know what happened. It's a little wacky. Um, I don't really remember being um, in the hospital, um, but I eventually did just kind of, um, you know, get out of the hospital and I didn't really understand exactly what had happened to me. I didn't understand that, you know, this wasn't something that, you know, you break a bone and you just put a cast on and you heal and you get better, you know, so I, um, I am a nail technician. So I, you know, went back to work because, you know, I, I love my job. I'm so fortunate that I um, am able to enjoy what I do. And I just jumped back into work. Um, and I started realizing, you know, oh, things are, are different now. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not normal anymore. This is, this is weird. Um, so now it is almost six years later. Um, and I have learned a lot more about myself. I now have my own small business. Um, so this, uh, having my own small business allows me to be a nail technician, um, and do what I love doing, but within my own private room so I can control everything that goes on with inside my room and I have made it just my own safe place and, um, uh, also a safe place for my clients but that is how I am able to still continue to work
0: thank you for for sharing that and yeah like it's different like I remember as yes, it wasn't but my grandmother had a stroke and it was very very interesting not in like a good way it was very hard but mm-hmm. to see those changes and for her to not realize it until she is in the moment of trying to do something because like like especially cooking or baking and I won't go on and on but I remember those moments for her like whenever I I was there and she was like would get you know either frustrated or not realize, like holy cow that's not something that I have that same capability of like for anymore
1: it's it's very frustrating. Um, that, that frustrating is the absolute best word to describe it because when you, especially when you're so new into, um, even if it's not traumatic brain injury, whatever it is, if it's somebody that just developed Alzheimer's dementia, they don't understand what's going on with their own body and it's scary and not everybody around you doesn't understand Wait why is Morgan acting like that? Morgan isn't the same, you know, and they don't know how to treat you, you know, and it's, it can be, it can kind of put a strain on relationships, you know?
0: Yes, absolutely. And and do you mind sharing with us in our, in our community, some of the more difficult symptoms that you had to cope with and just kind of how you've adjusted your life to accommodate those months? Yeah,
1: of course. Um, So I want to start out with that traumatic brain injury is like snowflakes. So every single traumatic brain injury is different and everybody has different symptoms. So nobody is going to be the same. So what I experience, um, other people may experience it as well, or they may have totally, completely other symptoms. Um, So I do have PTSD. PTSD. Um, and if you don't um, experience PTSD yourself, it's like your brain is literally putting you back into that moment. So I'll just be sitting in the kitchen, and my and um, say there's an ambulance that goes by, and that sound just triggers me, and my brain tells me you are hurt. You are laying on the ground right now. You're with your brain hemorrhaging, and you are hurt, and you can't you can't understand that. Oh, I'm. You know, I am at home in my kitchen and you kind of have to realize, okay, I, I am in a safe place. You know, I'll, I'll, um, one of my coping skills is I, I look around and I use my five senses of, okay, you know, look, look here. I can, I can see that I'm home. I'm going to pet my dog and I, I can feel her. So I am safe. Um, so that's, that's how I've learned to cope with that. Um, PTSD never really completely goes away. Um, However, over time, it does improve a little bit. Um, Also, I have sensory issues. And I think this is something that um, other people can relate to um, whether it's somebody that is on the spectrum, maybe autistic, you know, that's maybe somebody else that has sensory issues that you can kind of pick up from this and be like, oh, that person also has this common thing. So for me personally, Um, I have, my main sensory issue is, is sound, audio. Um, so my brain can no longer regulate sound. So it's really hard for me to regulate. Okay. There's a conversation coming from over here. There's also a beeping noise coming from over here and I can't, I can't regulate it all. And I get really overwhelmed. Um, So over the years, I have picked up a lot of coping skills for that. Um, One of the best ones is my AirPods here that that you guys have as well. I have the AirPods Pro that has a noise cancellation mode. Um, If you don't have AirPods, just any sort of earplugs, if you can handle the sensation of that in your ear. Some people cannot handle the sensation. So maybe use um, over-the-ear headphones, Um, you know, just finding whatever it is that can help you. Sometimes I'll wear sunglasses or, or some sort of maybe a baseball hat to kind of shield some of the, the things. So it really is all about finding these coping skills of of how to go about doing life, you know, in a in a regular, normal way. Um, I think fatigue is also a very common one, Um So I like to explain to people that we each have um, batteries inside of us and maybe a normal healthy person, your battery starts out at a hundred percent. When you get a full night, eight hours of sleep, I get a full night sleep with eight hours and my battery, let's say starts off at 75%. So my battery just kind of doesn't hold a charge very well. So I have to just budget my energy Um, say I'm going to go, uh, to the grocery store. I know the grocery store is going to take X amount of my energy and I'm not, you know, so I just kind of plan my day accordingly. Okay. I'm going to work a day. I'm going to go home rest, you know, um, I think having safe places is an awesome, awesome thing to do. Um, you know, explain, explain all of these things to people say, Hey, You know, I use earplugs so that I can be okay. Hey, I need to go to my safe place and in a quiet area, whether it's your your car or a bathroom, wherever you can find a safe place to just take a deep breath for a minute. That's really helpful. I will, um, if my boyfriend drove us somewhere, I will take his car keys. Um, uh, Let's just say the one day I was getting overwhelmed in the gym. So I took his car keys and, hey, if I get too overwhelmed, I'm booking out of here and I'm going to go to my safe place in the car. Um, And so everybody needs to understand how to respect those things. Um, Also, me personally, I have no sense of smell, which is uh, a little odd. It just kind of makes it hard for me to relate to other people. I haven't smelled anything in six years so when somebody says hey can you take out the trash it smells I can't comprehend anymore what that means the trash smells I smell I have no I don't understand that you know literally um so yeah I I think a lot of people can have a hard time understanding people that that need to use these different coping skills and you know
2: It kind of reminds me, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of it, but something in like the invisible illness um, community is spoon theory. When you were talking about the batteries, it kind of reminded me like, okay, I woke up with, you know, seven spoons today. So if I need to go to the grocery store, that's Four spoons, and if I need to pick my kids up from school, that's too, you know. And so, really learning how to budget your energy—that kind of clicked for me.
1: Exactly.
2: And I, I, love
1: finding ways to explain these sort of things to people. You know, using the spoon thing so that, that even though you can't fully understand, you can you can somewhat get an idea. You know.
2: Yeah, relate to it. Yeah, metaphors are my jam. Love metaphors. So you started to allude to other people um, and how they interact with your symptoms and your life, and how have other people responded to your diagnosis, to your symptoms, both like in helpful or unhelpful ways? Yeah.
1: Um, well, so first off, when when somebody is initially in an accident or or has some sort of something that happened that puts you in the hospital, everybody hears oh my gosh, you're in the hospital, everybody sends you flowers and cards. And for me specifically, I'm, I'm laying in the hospital and people are like, you have brain damage. Oh my gosh. Um, but then you get out of the hospital and I still look normal. I, this is, I mean, I'm a little bit more mature now, but this is what I looked like before my accident. So then I'm, I'm coming out of the hospital and I'm going to work and I'm driving and people say, you look fine. You look, you look normal. What's, what's wrong with you? What are you talking about? And, um, I think that in itself, I mean, that is what an invisible illness is, you know, that in itself is why some people have a hard time understanding me. Um, and not everybody has a lot of patience to try to understand, um, so I encourage everybody um, that even if you are fine yourself and your family is healthy and and nobody has any issues, maybe you know you're you might run into somebody down the road that does, so that you can understand um, how to help them. You know, take take little notes of of all these little things. Um, but yeah, I've I've had people just really. Not understand. I'll tell people and I'll explain. Hey, I can't um, go do a whole day at the amusement park because of my chronic fatigue. You know, and they're like, "Why not? You look fine." Um, so either that, or it's the complete opposite, and it's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you okay?" And and people overreact, and that's almost even worse because then I'm already overwhelmed. Um, don't overwhelm me more, you know? So, so it's, it is very best to just stay calm and say, how, how can I help you? You know? Um, and the reason why I am so passionate about this right now is I had, um, all throughout my life, actually my life throughout my TBI, I've had people say, don't talk about that. Why, why would you talk about people? You don't want people to know about that. Recently, I had someone say to me, why are you posting about that on your social media page? And it like lit a fire inside of me. Why would I not? This is my life. Um, and, and it's not just my life. There, there are so many people out there that have traumatic brain injuries. I personally know, I think off the top of my head, two people that live within my area that have traumatic brain injuries as well. I know somebody that has an ABI an acquired brain injury. Um, you know, so there's, there's, you know, everybody out there has, has their thing to deal with.
2: Morgan, I saw, um, your I see your social media posts, obviously, and how you pivot your life, and it's it's beautiful to see. Um, and I can relate, you know, with the invisible illness thing, something I often get. As I get older, it's less, but still, I'm not older. <laughs> so people always say, oh, you're too young for that. Okay. Tell my body. I get that a lot. Yeah. Tell my yeah. body that. Um Yeah. There was an Instagram post I saw of yours, I'm trying to remember now, but my brain fog is coming at me, and um, I forgot it. Maybe it'll come back for me. Yeah. But, yeah, you're so passionate, and it's so beautiful to see because we need this, right? Like, yeah. We, we don't have time for people to just be nitpicking at what we should or shouldn't be able to do. Just help me, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, and, and something that it comes along with traumatic brain injury can be other symptoms such as anxiety or depression. Um, sometimes people kind of distance y- themselves from us and we can feel isolated. Um, so I think um, I've, I've been sharing with, with people that I know, hey, I have anxiety and everybody else that I have uh, come across, they're like, oh my gosh, me too. So if everybody out here, You know, a lot of people have anxiety. Why are we not talking about it? You know, if you tell me, hey, I have anxiety too, that makes me feel better about myself, you know?
0: I was just getting ready to say that when you were, I was going to tell you, like, thank you, you know, for sharing kind of how you are, you know, putting that information out there. And then also it was like, listen, this is why Amanda and I started this podcast was because like... And everybody's like, what's your podcast about? We're like, really all things wellness. And and it, you don't have to be, you know, somebody that's on our field or a doctor or something to be a guest here. Because we're all humans. And we all we are. are experiencing these things regardless of, you know, what we do for a living or a title. And I love that you are. Now I have to add you on social media so I can these yeah. things. So, but can you touch, like... And this might I don't want it to be like my own ignorance, but did you struggle with the anxiety prior to the TBI? Or is that something you feel like happened after? I don't know if that's a fair
1: question. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't think that I had anxiety to the extent that I do now. Um, you know, just like a lot of other people, I've been through other things in my past before my traumatic brain injury that have, you know, led me to be the way. I am, um, but I think that the anxiety definitely stemmed from the traumatic brain injury, and um, I mean that's that's the thing we all we all are human just because you don't have anxiety in this current st- in in today that doesn't mean that you're not going to tomorrow, so even if you can't relate to this, you might be you might in the future you know I at some point in time, six years ago, I was normal. I didn't have a traumatic brain injury. Um, you know, I, I didn't think, oh, I don't need to know sign language or anything like that. I'm fine. No, just just because you haven't had something happen to you or somebody that you know doesn't mean that it won't ever happen. I mean, this this is, it can happen to anybody. Anything that
2: was can. it. That was it, Morgan. You said it. I was going to say, your post the other day Because you give so much good information in your post, my brain couldn't in the moment recall what it was. I was, like, trying to skim the post in my brain visually. That was it. Is that just because you're able-bodied, you're healthy, right? Like, with anything. With cancer, right? Yes. You know, when it happens to somebody else, you're like, oh, my God. And then it comes to your family or addiction, right? Like, oh, that person, right? Just yeah. because Diabetes, it hasn't impacted there's you today. So
1: many things. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, a car, I mean, a car accident, you can't yes. that could happen to anyone tomorrow and your life could be shifted. So like the able-bodiedness, the the um added, like the gratitude today for what you do have and not yes. being ignorant that your life could change in a split second.
1: Yeah. Like you don't have sensory issues today, appreciate that you are so fortunate. Um, for me, a really good example, um, kind of what got me fired up today is I went through the airport yesterday and, oh my God, it was so hard for me to get through. I, I got to the point where I was no longer able to walk on my own. I required a wheelchair and, um, I could no longer talk and, you know, people are, are staring at me like, but, but wait, that, that that could be you. Why why are you staring at me? You know, um, you should be. You should appreciate that you can walk through the security. You could you can get up and, and walk. That that's amazing. You can go into a restaurant and not have to wear earplugs and just enjoy your company. That's amazing. That's something that this has um, gifted me with. Um, you know, they say everything happens for a reason. And if I had to find a reason of why this happened to me, I would say that's why. is because I can appreciate life so much more because nobody is promised tomorrow. You know, if you're, you're able to go outside and look up at the sky without getting dizzy, you are so blessed, you know. We we take things for granted. We really do. And people don't even realize it. No. And Amanda and I, we do a ton. And like our,
0: just our own lives and our work and everything. And what this is triggering in my brain is privilege. It's like mm-hmm. us as, you know, myself, I don't struggle with an invisible illness. So I have that. I have that privilege. And mm-hmm. I feel like not only do we take that for granted, but also... Our own privilege, I feel like, is what leads us to stare or, you know, to judge or, and it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: hello. Like, no, I, we have to check that for ourselves every day and be like, holy cow, like somebody else's experience is different than mine. My experience mm-hmm. is the privilege inside of that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think something else that's coming to mind, too, that we often forget about as you're talking, the grief, the grieving experience of the body I used to have, the functioning I used to have, the senses I used to have, the lifestyle yes. I used to have, the friendships I used to have or relationships with people, you know, that grief, um, you know, we say grief and oftentimes people relate to that to a death. But that could be the loss or death of anything, right? The it's, death of your ability yeah. to function. And so yeah. like for you, do you feel like there was a major, you know, point in your life, or even still, right? There's no timeline on grief where you still grieve those things that you used to have.
1: Yes. I um, I definitely grieve. Um, and it's it's hard not to think about it. I, I try not to think about it because you can't go back. I will never be um, you know the old Morgan again, I, I do definitely grieve, um, you know, at, at one point in time, because I did have the privilege of not having a traumatic brain injury, I, I had the privilege to be able to just go and do things, I do look back, and I miss that. And I'm just like, Oh, wow, that was, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Morgan, do you mind me asking you about like, how that how your anxiety manifests for you and how you cope specifically with I, like, the anxiety, do you cope similar as with it as the sensory issues? Or do you have like, a couple coping skills that work for you as far as the anxiety portion? Yeah. Not to put you um, on this. Yeah. That's-
1: yeah. Um, that's, that's something I think my anxiety symptoms are kind of similar to other anxiety symptoms. Um, Something that has helped me is I have sought out um, therapy, um, you know, talk therapy, whatever it is. Um, I think that that is something that should be um, common. You shouldn't have to hide it. Yeah. I go to therapy and it's awesome. And my therapist has, helped me learn different skills to help cope with my anxiety. Like I was saying earlier, um, the the skill that my one therapist taught me was to use my five senses and Mm -hmm. look there's, and pet your dog. And here, what do you hear around? You know, as as you know, therapists just, you know, help give you, set you up with, with different coping skills. Um, Some of my anxiety because with my TBI, It stems from, okay, I know that I'm gonna go into this restaurant and I know what's going to happen to me when I go into this restaurant. I am going to be in sensory overload. So that alone makes me anxious because I know what's about to happen to me. Um, And I've definitely kind of taught myself some meditation, breathing techniques. Um, Personally, I have a medical marijuana card and that has tremendously helped me. Um, So I think definitely just everybody has to find their own coping skills. Medical marijuana is is life-changing for me. Um, It can literally be the difference of whether I can get through a restaurant or if I can walk or not, Um, but it might not be the best for you, you know? So it's all about finding those, those different coping skills. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't mean to throw
0: an extra talking point at you, but there was something
1: about, like
0: I feel like for you, you could normalize a bit more, you know, on that that piece and how that tied in with the TBI and that. Mm-hmm. that trauma. Thank you for, yeah. for that. Normalizing there. We of course, we both do that. But then, um, you know, when our guests come on
2: and do that, too, it's the more and more we can get that out there, the better. Yeah, I saw a. Um... It wouldn't be our podcast episode if I didn't reference TikTok. TikTok. (laughs) I saw a TikTok the other day that said people talk about um, how they don't want to pay a stranger, you know, to go to therapy and talk about their feelings. But you're paying a licensed stranger. Otherwise, you're just going to go out there and talk (laughs) to your friends that have no idea. No, like, yeah, it might be able to relate and like validate you or support you or just be a good support system. But like you're paying a licensed person just like you would pay your doctor to go see them. Right. You know, it's a professional support in that way. And so every time we get the opportunity to normalize, please go talk about your feelings. Your feelings are so important. They become the physical. So we appreciate that. Absolutely.
1: We all, you know, we all have our story, you know, this is just mine. I have, you know, life stories before my TBI and after my TBI and, um, Yeah. I mean, we, we all have our stories. It's, it's not just me, you know, everybody has some sort of trauma or maybe abuse, you know, there's, there's a lot of trauma in the world. Um, it's, it's okay to not be okay. You know, um, when, when people used to not understand me and I didn't quite understand myself because I was so early on in my recovery, people would say things like, Oh my God, you're crazy and whatnot. Like, but am I? Because I was put through something that was so extremely traumatic. You have no idea. Who are you to judge me? Am I going to sit here and judge you for, for what has happened to you? And now you're having anxiety because that is the, the result of what happened to you. You know, it's, we all have, normal reactions to a crazy world you know mm-hmm. And that is trauma all the time
2: oh sorry no i was just gonna say that is trauma like your your body is responding normal to an abnormal event yes. and just because people just because someone doesn't have anxiety depression ptsd you got anger issues. You're very reactive. You isolate yourself. Like, so just because you don't necessarily feel like you fit into a diagnosis, like you said, Morgan, we all have stuff that's a result of what's happened to us. Go
0: mm-hmm. ahead, Kelsey. Sorry. You no, know, I was just the saying I use with my clients all the time. It's super simple, but, and we probably all heard it, but I always say, you know, you so something, those things, something happened to you, not because of you. Yes. And they're like, you know, so there's that judgment and that shame and that guilt can be so heavy until we've, how do I, not that when other people treat us that way, it's not going to impact us at all. Like, that's not realistic, but we're able to separate it from us and kind of hand it back to them. Like, no, like, that's not for me. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of that's for you to, you should look at that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. I am not my TBI. My TBI yeah. doesn't own me. It's a, it's a part of what happened to me. And it's a part of what has made me um, who I am today, but it doesn't own me,
2: you know? Um, Was so- there a point in your life, Morgan, that, um, because for so many people, something as traumatic, a traumatic event, can be life shattering and be a defining moment um, and all the feelings are valid because that is a grief and that's trauma. Was there a point where you were just stuck in that and you felt like nothing was ever going to get better and maybe that did define you? And then how did you transition out of that to say, you know what, I'm not my TBI? Like, is that where therapy and coping skills came?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was just, You know, it's been a roller coaster. It's been a journey. Um, And even though, you know, I can, I am fortunate that I have um, gotten out of this, you know, everything that I've learned and that I can be so positive and in good spirits, it doesn't mean that that's the same for everybody else. Um, and yeah, even though I am positive and upbeat today, that does not mean that I was last night. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's just weird. It's kind of throughout, throughout the years, you kind of find your own pace of like, oh, after a year, I thought I would be recovered. And then after a year, you know, you're like, oh, okay, this is where I am now. And oh, I, I, I wish that I could do that. And yeah, it gets, it gets really frustrating. Um, and, you know, even to this day, it, you know, sometimes you look back and just say, why, why did this have to happen to me? Um, so, you know, just like everybody else, I have my good days and my bad days, my good moments, my bad moments, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not perfect and nobody else is.
0: That's my brain translated that a little bit to like, in a nutshell, that hit me as like the concept of you've learned how to meet yourself where you're at, rather than where you feel like you should be. Mm -hmm. Which is a great, you know, mindset to have, because it keeps you in that present and not, you know, those, I mean, we still feel the other stuff. and, And like Amanda said, it's very valid, but it's like, how do I bring it back? Okay. This is where I'm at right now. And what do I need right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Shortly, um, actually shortly after my, um, my accident, I, I, you know, I had my accident. I was in the hospital for a period of time and, um, my doctor warned me not to drink any alcohol. And, um, I wanted to be normal like everybody else. So, and I was 21 years old, 22 years old. I wanted to be a normal 21, 22 year old. So I drank alcohol. I went, you know, there's a couple months, a period of time where I didn't. Um, but then I, I went out and I partied and uh, I, hurt, I hurt myself even more. Um, and I started having seizures and um, that, that put me into a really bad depression because then I could no longer drive. Um, It took away my, my, I don't know, my, you know, my liberty. Um, And that definitely really had me down. Um, But, you know, actually just recently, um, I've just been learning more about myself, you know, throughout this past year, you know, we've all been a pandemic and we've had a lot of time to just sit and think to ourselves. And I've really realized more and more things like, oh my goodness, I was trying to cope with alcohol. I was, I was trying to be a normal person and just kind of um, you know, get rid of the those sensory issues. No, no, let's drink, let's drink, you know, I'm I'm normal, I'm normal. And it just hit me. Oh my goodness. I was I I was abusing alcohol to cope, you know. Um and I think we all have to kind of get to know ourselves and, and realize, whoa, are, are you taking care of yourself? You know?
0: No, thank you so much for that piece of saying like, you know, yeah, I told myself, you know, not that you th- we thought I was invincible or anything, you know, but it's almost what it felt like. You was like everybody else is doing this and I'm telling myself I should be able to do it. And then it's, then I internalized that because it didn't go well. It kind of stirred all of that up all over again. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's that's something that a lot of TBI struggles TBI survivors struggle with. You know, I wanna I wanna be like be like you, so I'm gonna put myself in a in a harmful situation to myself in order to to just be the norm. You know. Yes,
0: absolutely. So we ask every single one of our guests at the, towards the end, as Blake, before we wrap up and everything, if there's anything that you would like to leave our audience with, or, you know, a little tidbit, or a saying, or a mantra that you really love, and then also where our audience can kind of follow your story.
1: Yeah, Um, I don't think I really have, like, a saying or anything, but Um, Just if you can take away anything from this podcast in itself and everything that that we've talked about, um, just kind of be be a little more open minded, Um, you know, treat people how you would want to be treated. Just be, you know, a little less judgmental of people and more understanding, compassionate, that sort of thing. Don't don't be so judgmental.
0: Yes, and thank you so much for for being here and sharing your story. Yeah. I had to say that. So
1: yeah, thank you so much for having me. Working um, in community.
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's wait.
1: Yeah, and um, everybody can um continue following my story on my my personal Instagram page because lately I have been just having this fire burn inside of me and just being so passionate about advocating for specifically traumatic brain injury survivors, but mental health um in general. You can find me on my Instagram, um, Morgan Benny on Instagram. It's M-O-R-G-A-N-B-E-N-N-E, Morgan Benny.
2: I will make sure I link the uh, Instagram to this episode today. Yeah. Oh, Morgan, it was so beautiful to have you. <laughs> thank you. Um, yes, I know- thank you
0: guys.
2: I know yesterday was a tough day for you with travel and getting to Florida, and so we appreciate you giving us some of your battery and some of your spoons today, Oh and I hope that you still have a little bit left to go enjoy the beautiful Florida weather.
1: Yeah, I was definitely using all my coping skills yesterday to uh, (laughs) to get me here, and it kind of got me ready for this, to to advocate. (laughs)
2: Love it. Uh-huh. thank you again. okay. so audience, make sure you are liking and subscribing. Uh, if you don't subscribe, you're not you don't know when the next episode is coming up. If you have any comments, please comment. Um, and we can if there's any information or questions that are for Morgan, we can definitely get those to her for some responses, your feedback if she's comfortable with it. And then make sure you stay tuned next week. We have a fellow TikTok therapist again, because we love our TikTok. Uh, We have Kimberly Anderson coming to talk about the impact of religion um, or religious trauma on our identity development. So I am super excited for that. I've personally had many people in my life, clients and, you know, personally connected. And I know Kelsey being a rural area has also had that experience of kind of guiding people through religious trauma. So super excited about that episode. We thank everyone again for tuning in and have a wonderful rest of your week.
0: Thank you. Take care.
2: Bye.
1: Thank
0: you.